I'm David. And I'm Courtney. And welcome to Room to Roam, a podcast about parenthood and relationships. And all the shit in between. All right, and we are back with another Let's Talk episode, and we have Eden Swartz, um, a prenatal yoga instructor um, and a facilitator of a new moms group here with us. Um, Super excited for you to join us. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. (laughs) Yes, we're so excited to have you, Eden, and um, we're just hoping to start off by I know we talked a little bit beforehand, but just like what you do, it sounds like you're heavily involved with new moms and pregnant people. So we'd love for you to just tell us a little bit about all the work that you do. Yeah, I am so heavily involved. Um, yeah, I teach prenatal yoga and I created a support group through that prenatal yoga class. So I always invite people to come when they're pregnant if they'd like. Um, usually, usually they join the mom group after baby comes. And yeah, so I do that. And I also volunteer for Baby Blues Connection. And I volunteer for Postpartum Support International. Wow. What, what made you um, want to get involved and kind of um, have this passion to support um, new moms and new birthing people? Yeah. Um, I, it start well, I did, I am a yoga person. I have been doing yoga forever. And so when I was pregnant, I did prenatal yoga throughout both of my pregnancies and, and it saved me. It was so, uh, helpful. And even when I was tremendous and I couldn't even do the poses anymore, (laughs) I, I would go and I would just sit on my mat. I just wanted to be around other pregnant people. I, I needed that community. Um, so I noticed that as a pregnant person. And then after I had my first, I was so lonely. I had no idea that mm-hmm. I was going to be so incredibly lonely. I was the first in my friend group to have a baby and it just it didn't occur to me that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew I wanted to teach prenatal yoga so I could be supportive in the way that my teachers were. And I shadowed somebody for a while and then I started teaching prenatal yoga. And that was when my older kiddo was one year old and he just turned 17 a couple days ago. So okay. 16 years of prenatal yoga, there's a lot of kiddos around, running around, you know, that uh, <laughs> yeah. they're 16 now. It's amazing. No, that is amazing. Um, just because I don't know a ton and I, I don't, you know, I'm sure our listeners that probably have a range of what they know. What's the difference between like regular yoga and prenatal yoga? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think a lot of pregnant people... Um, they're, they're very concerned that they'll hurt themselves or hurt their baby in, in a regular yoga class. I don't think that that's, um, that's not really a risk. Um, but prenatal, so prenatal yoga, there are some poses that we avoid. 
Mm. Um, not because you're going to hurt your baby in any way, but because we want to make sure your um, abdominal muscles are safe um, mm-hmm. as your belly gets bigger. And honestly, I consider my prenatal yoga classes um, a place to really build and foster community. So I teach at the community at Mount Scott Community Center. Okay. Um, and I mean, a lot of what I focus on is just talking. So the beginning of class is always a check in. So I always ask my students, tell me your name. Well, tell everybody your name, <laughs> how far along you are, any questions, any concerns, anything that's coming up for you, and then any requests. Um, and honestly, it, the class is an hour and a half. Sometimes if I have enough students, that check-in can take an hour. So it's a wow. lot of support because yeah. there's not a lot of support out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can ask me their questions. We laugh, we cry, we, it's, it's, I think it, sometimes I get worried. Oh my gosh, we're not doing enough yoga. But then I think these people need this support. This is what is needed in the moment. Um, and I always tell them, get get everybody's phone numbers around you. I create a text group um, so that as they move through their pregnancies, they can connect with each other. And then after babies come, I'm like, y'all are going to need at least one person to call and say, I feel destroyed can we go for a coffee? And the other person can say, I am destroyed as well. And you can be covered in poop and covered in a bit up, bit up and smell terrible and haven't, you know, not having a shower in forever and just go and be with another person who knows what you're going through. Um, so they have something I didn't have. And that's such a great community that you're creating of, people to get support from each other and so that started with doing prenatal yoga and that check-in is a space for them to just be able to unpack and yes. sometimes like you said it takes the whole time but it's, you're creating a safe emotional space yes. uh, container for people to be vulnerable absolutely absolutely yeah oh yeah. wow and then that led then that experience then led into creating this new moms group can you kind of share a little bit about Um, the new moms group that you uh, facilitate? Sure. Um, The new mom group um, started actually a little tiny bit before COVID hit. Mm. Um, I had a group of students. Sometimes, you know, every group has a different dynamic. And early on teaching yoga, I had such a wonderful group. And then once they had their babies, you know, once in prenatal yoga – they graduate, you know, Mm -hmm. the babies come out and I don't see them again. So um, I don't love that because I want, I love these people and I, oh, I want to meet their babies, you know? So, um, so I totally spaced the question, David. Oh, no worries. Um, How, how kind of, it sounds like during uh, 2020, like during COVID, is when you started that new moms uh, group. Just oh, yeah, yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I had this great group, and I'm like, okay, this this dynamic doesn't happen every day. So I'm like, all right, we're creating a group, and 
because I teach at Mount Scott, a lot of the parents live in that neighborhood, which is also my neighborhood. Um, so I would just invite once a week new moms, new parents, sometimes dads would come to this group um, oh. to come to my house. And we would, they'd bring their babies. We would just sit and talk and have community. Um, so it was a safe place to come and they could breastfeed, they could diaper, they could do all the things. And um, a lot of them said it was so helpful because you know, when you have a baby, it's so hard to figure out how to get out of the house in the beginning. There's, right? There's like, oh my God, the, the diapering, the nursing, the feeding. As soon as you are ready, they poop again. And a <laughs> lot of people are just even just afraid to get in the car and drive. So they were like, this, this was a really good baby step for them. And then COVID hit. And yeah. as you know, that was traumatic. And so I shifted everything onto Zoom. Um, unfortunately parks and rec just couldn't shift onto zoom. So, you know, like I said, I live with, um, three nerdy people. So they, um, we figured out the zoom. So my prenatal went to zoom and my mom group went to zoom. And during COVID I, I had to have two mom groups because there were so many people. It was too many people to just do one, um, yeah, there. I mean, oh my gosh, being in isolation, having a baby, that that is horrible. That's not good for anybody's mental health. Scary. Yeah, and you would say because of that, you like the amount of people engaging with your groups kind of picked up during that time. Oh yeah, huge. Yeah, I, I mean, having 12, 14, 15 people come to each group was huge. Wow. Like. It was too big. Like, I never wanted to say, no, you can't come because I know people were really suffering. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we had to, like, limit how long people could talk for. That was challenging because pe- everybody has different levels of needs. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I huge. And then once things started opening up again and people started going back to work, um, the groups got smaller. Mm, gotcha. Like that, that need for community was met. Like I know definitely in my experience, I know Courtney's as well during COVID, it was very isolating and a lot of things went remotely and we didn't even have a baby. Right. And that was without a baby. And like, so I imagine how I felt, um, as just a person in a relationship, um, the zoom fatigue, but also like connecting zoom happy hours. Um, and that was, rejuvenating for me so I imagine for a new parent um that was just amazing for them to be able to have a resource where they can be like okay I have I can connect with people and not feel so isolated and talk about the things that I'm going through but like in isolation yeah absolutely yeah and so what what does that look like um now that um people have returned to work for the most part um and things have opened back up how how are your support groups functioning now? Um, <clears throat> the Monday group, the one that really um, starts with prenatal yoga, um, that group really, it changes uh, every single week. Um, you know, a lot of parents go back to work after um, the first few months. So 
um, I notice once parents go back to work, they don't have the time, of course, yeah. to come to group. Um, so, but some some do. Some um, I have a mom who comes almost every week, and she she comes on her lunch break. Mm. Oh, that's so cool. So it's from ten to twelve um, on Mondays, and it's free. And people can come for five minutes. They can come for an hour. They can come for two hours. They can come, you know, they can start at 11. I make it really flexible, really open, really easy because I know people's schedules with babies don't have schedules. So, (laughs) so, you know, I know my audience and I want people to feel they can come at any time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so that, the size of that group fluctuates and um, it's about to grow because I have a new batch of moms who have just had their babies or just really like in yoga last week, I had a mom who was 40 weeks. And so that, that baby's coming any second. <laughs> I haven't heard yet um, if it, if the baby has come yet, but so it's just about to grow. Um yeah, and then the Baby Blues Connection, that one is more, um, stays th- about the same size every week. Some people come and go. Um, I mean, that's the same deal. Like, I I run that really with a lot of flexibility. So people mm-hmm. can pop in, give their share, and leave, and they can stay the whole time, you know, the whole thing. Um, and that's maybe more like seven, eight, nine people who come every week, sometimes more, sometimes less. Nice. Is there anything that you commonly see out of these, you know, new moms groups or the baby blues groups, just that new parents are struggling with or that they often, you know, bring up? Yeah. Yes. Um, the thing that I noticed when I had my kiddos there's so much support while you're pregnant. I love that. I, you know, you go mm-hmm. to, I use the midwives first at Providence Portland and the second one was at Emmanuel. So, you know, you go, you go once a month and then you go at the end, you go once a week, you have all these wonderful resources while you're pregnant. And then as soon as baby comes, you have what one checkup. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. So that's it. It's like crickets. And that's not okay. That is not enough support. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have uh, what I notice is, yeah, they're coming because there's lack of support. They're just lost. Yep. Those first few weeks, um, y'all are closer to those first few weeks than I am. But <laughs> Uh, there, that's a wild ride for everybody. It's hard. The lack of sleep, figuring out breastfeeding, if you're going to do that, um, it's hard. Yeah. I don't think that I, I try to prepare my, my yoga students. I really, really try to prepare them that it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there's, there's not enough information. There's not enough. It's not that there's not enough information. I mean, I, I can tell people that it's hard, but you know, you don't really know until you get there. Um, but yes. I do. Everything you look up 
contradicts itself and you know google is not necessarily your friend so. oh my gosh i tell i i never want people to google no it's not good and you, <laughs> you you it causes a lot of anxiety in most huh. new families so um the sleep is rough that's a huge always a huge topic breastfeeding Breastfeeding is a huge topic. It's really, really difficult. Um, I, I think people in general are underprepared. Yeah. Um, and don't realize how hard it's going to be. Um, and there, uh, in my opinion, there's a really not enough support around breastfeeding. So that is a real tremendous struggle for people's mental health because if it's not going well, then um, the person who is trying to do the breastfeeding, mm-hmm. it becomes a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing it right. I'm a terrible parent. My baby is starving. It's really, I see that a lot. And I try to be a, a really tremendous advocate um for folks who want to breastfeed and support them and um yeah it's it it's really it's like it's the most natural thing in the world and it seems like it should be so um so easy and organic (laughs) and I I don't know if y'all are breastfeeders but um it's hard yeah hard so difficult I breastfeed our daughter and I I think there's just always this connotation that it's like oh you just slap them on the boob and it's great and it happens and there's like way more technical aspects to it that I was super unaware of yeah yeah so I try really hard to prepare my yoga students I really do um those first six weeks are really really hard and then you get to a point I don't know if you you've gotten to the point but there is a point that it just is so easy and your nipples are not um, killing you and you can do it in your sleep. Like it, it just, it gets really, really easy, but there is a really steep learning curve. Definitely. Yeah. I think I'm on the up, up and up for sure, which has been <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so all, all these different, you know, supports that you are providing to help help people, help um, new moms and parents, has kind of led you into the helping field. And so I know you mentioned that you are um, in a counseling program. And do you want to talk a little bit more about what your hopes and dreams are, kind of going through that program and um, of the helping field? Yeah, sure. Yes, I am currently in graduate school um, for counseling, and. I already am support. I do have some clients that are new parents and um, I love, I love my new parents and (laughs) I don't know yet. You know, I don't know if I'll really specialize in only that time, um, but it's my pleasure to, to work with people who are um, needing my support. Um, Yeah. Do you feel like because you work in these new parent groups and, you know, with new moms, have you seen or experienced moms who are um, going through any sort of like mental health issues postpartum that that kind of drives you to want to do counseling a little bit too? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I notice um, 
a lot of pregnant people, a lot of postpartum, um, myself, I, my anxiety was through the roof when I was pregnant. And so I know what that feels like. And, um, yeah, I've, I've talked to a lot of new parents that are experiencing depression and or anxiety. Um, yep. and, and I see the real need there for support. So I want to be there. Definitely. We love to hear that too. I think we both come from working in helping fields. And so I think now being parents, we're like, oh my goodness, this mm-hmm. is a whole other section of the helping field. We didn't even think about like new families and birthing individuals. And it's a huge section for sure. Isn't that interesting that you th- you look around, there's families everywhere where, you know, having babies is, is not a rare thing. No. <laughs> and the, the lack of support is shocking. And there is support. There's not enough, in my opinion. And, and you have to know how to find it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the biggest part is like the access and knowing where to get to it. Like, that's a huge reason why we wanted to do this podcast was just to bring people together to talk about other supports they've accessed. So that way other people know, like our listeners who maybe one day might have a kid or who are just trying to support other family members they have, like any Mm -hmm. way to connect those resources. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you highlighted in a lot of our recent podcasts, the talk of community and how important community is and sharing just the wealth of knowledge and support and having those coexisting experiences to be able to process and share um, and be able to have people hold space for, for you, whether whatever part of the journey that, that you're on is it's so important for new parents. And it's something that everyone that we've talked to has recognized that, that support isn't there very easily accessible for. And so that's, that's amazing that you are offering that um, for families and for new parents and, and moms. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And Eden, is there any, um, you know, we have a little segment we're going to move into here in a second, but any sort of way, if we have listeners or friends, um, who might want to join your group, how they could find it? Yeah, sure. I think the the best way, the easiest way is to just email me okay. directly. Um, I wish I had a website, but I don't. So, my um, yeah, email is great. And I will plug you into whatever um, group works for you. And um, part of my other volunteer job is um to help people find the resources so i um through psi postpartum support international um people can go to that website and um, call or email or text and they will be connected to me or a couple other people in portland and we will help you find the resources that you need that's that's that job in particular so if I think my point is, if the Monday support group doesn't work for uh, anybody, I will help you find something that does. That's amazing. Yeah, we can definitely link your um, 
your email address and make sure it's on the episode too. So that way it's available. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah. And I really, I want to, I want people to know about my yoga class. It's at Mount Scott Community Center in Southeast Portland. And I teach at the community centers because they are affordable. Not Mm -hmm. everybody can afford. uh, I just noticed one class um, in Portland is $21 a drop-in. So that's expensive for a lot of people. And I don't want that to be a barrier. So, um, yeah, come to the community center. Um, I think it's about $5, give or take, for a drop-in. Nice. Okay. So that makes it. That makes it great. Yeah. I love it. And I love the people at the community center. I love Mount Scott. I've worked at a lot of different community centers. I love them all. I meet the best, best people. Not to say I'd, I wouldn't meet the best people <laughs> at the other studios, but you know what I'm saying? I, I want I want people to have access. And I know um, money can be a tough spot. Yeah. Making it affordable and accessible. Right. We are going to move into our weekly segment. Eden, this is where we do a win or a woe. This can be in your professional life, your personal life, in your relationship, as a parent, any anything. And you can pick either a win or a woe, whichever one you're feeling like you want to highlight this week. And I can kick us off just to set the tone and help. I think it's always easy to hear someone do one first. Um So this week, I'm going to do a woe. Um, I think that my woe from the week is just my beautiful daughter has been um, dealing with some like tummy gas stuff that we're working through that's pretty normal at her, you know, her developmental phase. And she just has become really fussy at certain times. And even like normally when she's fussy, if I, you know, whip my boob out. It usually solves the problem. And I think my woe is just experiencing that not working this week and her just crying next to my boob. And it was very Mm. shocking for me. So I think I just felt a little let down as a parent and like I was failing her and we've been working through that. Um, Thankfully, I know that that's not the case and she's still feeding totally fine. But I think that I just I had a moment where I was like, I need you to take the baby because I'm feeling frustrated and discouraged. And it was really hard for me. Yeah. That is really hard. (laughs) It's like so difficult for sure. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So that's mine. Eden, do you have a win or a woe you want to share with us? Yes, I do. Okay. Can I share both? I'll be. I love that. Please do both. (laughs) Wait, I don't have woes. I just. You I'm thinking do, about wins. You can so, do wins. I have uh, my older kiddo turned 17 on the 23rd. That's a win. Oh, my gosh, 17. That's wow. insane. That's a huge and, thing, raising a kid for 17 years. Yeah. Nice job. Thanks. <laughs> and then my 13-year-old is traveling all around Israel, and he's been there for over a week now, and he's coming home this week, wow. um, which is crazy as well. And then um, yesterday, some of the mamas in my mom group, they made a party for me. So 
um, I went to one of their houses and there were lots of moms and lots of babies and lots of food and it it was amazing. I got to hold the babies and um, oh my gosh, I'm I feel so honored and so um, grateful that I have these amazing people in my life. That is so special. That's so awesome. <laughs> I can send you a photo of me surrounded by tiny babies if you oh, want. Oh yes, we would love that. <laughs> well, I love all the wins. Way to think on the positive side too. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> right, David, you want to round us out? Oh gosh, um, I feel like I always feel like I have some and then I forget because I, I get so excited hearing about everyone else's experiences. I forget mine. Um, I'm gonna go with a whoa. Um, I think, um, I've been having a hard time just feeling, feeling helpless sometimes because uh, with, with my, with my daughter, because she is so attached to mama because she's an amazing mom. <laughs> uh, but also, you know, there's a lot of biological things that I can't do that my wife's providing comfort, um, for. And so I'm just having a hard time when, you know, she's crying and I feel like I can't console her. I'm trying all these things. And then um, she goes to mom and she instantly is just like quiet and and (laughs) smiley. And so um, that's been something that's been really hard for me this week. Um, It's been a woe, but I know that, um, you know, I have my, my moments when she is not hungry or fussy and she's with me that we're talking to each other and we're giggling I haven't heard her giggle yet, but like she's <laughs> smiling and making these little coos and noises. Mm. And so like, I know she loves me, but I think it's just hard at this stage um, as the co-supporter and, and, the, and the parent uh, feeling a little helpless sometimes. Yeah. 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 It'll change. Well, that's what I was just going to say, Eden. Yeah. He's going to go on a, a parental leave here soon too. So he'll get a lot of, um, He'll get a lot of time off with, with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And that is a wrap um, for our interview episode. Um, Eden, is there anything that you'd like to share for our listeners before you head off? Um, and like any information or um, sharing your email for people to be able to reach out to you at? Sure. I want to um, say <clears throat> one of the one of my favorite things I learned when my older kid was a baby. I was I went to a support group that was just for moms with babies that were six months or younger. And as soon as your kid turned six months, you were basically kicked out. <laughs> but, oh, I know, for that six months, it was really helpful. Um, I was so sleep deprived. I was just out of my mind. So going, that was so helpful. Um, But one of the things I learned there is that if you hate something that's happening, that your baby is doing, remember it's only a phase and it'll pass. Mm -hmm. And if you love something that's happening with your baby, Really enjoy it because it's a phase and it'll pass. So that helped me a lot uh, with littles and um, everything changes. So if it's something that you're really struggling with, just know it's going to change. 
Oh, we love that. Thank you. That's a good reminder, I think, for that both is, of us yeah. for sure. Especially with tiny babies, it can change day to day, week to week. Um, so yeah, so the way that people can connect with me is my email address, which is my name, Eden, E-D-E-N dot Swartz, S-W-A-R-T-Z at Gmail. You can find me Tuesday evenings at Mount Scott Community Center for prenatal yoga. Mom group is Mondays on Zoom from 10 in the morning till 12. And you can join my support group through Baby Blues. Baby Blues has lots of support groups. So if mine doesn't fit your schedule, that is totally fine. There's lots of different groups. Mine is on Zoom Wednesday evenings, 7 to 8.30 p.m. You can go to their website, Baby Blues Connection. Um, another really great resource is Postpartum Support International, PSI, and you can Google that and get lots of resources. I'm trying to think, is that it? What no, other that's, resources do I that's have? Easy. Yeah, we'll make sure to put those things in the description as well. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And for our listeners, if you have any feedback or thoughts, uh, make sure to email um, myself and Courtney at marcusfamily21 at gmail.com or send us a direct message on Instagram um, or leave a voice message to share your thoughts um, from listening to this um, episode if you have any questions um, for Eden or, or us. Um, but in the meantime, uh, Eden, thank you so much. Um, and we will see you later. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Take All care. Right.